I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone boy and Phoenix. I don't know, phone boy. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. That's true. Oh, and welcome to episode number 49 of The Lotus Effect, where, uh, yeah, the show is uh, still made up and the content still doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm phone boy. So we finally <laughs> met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! And uh, last time I checked my ID, I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, and um, yeah, we actually have uh, for this. Uh, I'll tell a little bit about this clip after we play it, um, but uh, I think we're going to introduce. I think it's really familiar to anybody who's at least thirty. Hang on, where are we going? I don't know, but I don't like what's that tunnel up there. Hey, walk! I want off. Round the world and home again. That's the sailor's way. direction we are going there's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing is it raining is it snowing is a hurricane a blowing not a speck of light is showing so the danger must be growing are the fires of hell a glowing Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! Okay, so having played that clip, I'm not sure you know exactly what we're going to be covering. So we're going to play a different clip that's a bit more explicit about it. This is your brain on drugs. 
Well, specifically psychedelics, and more specifically serotonergic psychedelics, which include substances like DMT, mescaline, and of course, psilocybin or magic mushrooms. Yep, that's right. We're going to be talking about psilocybin, otherwise known as magic mushrooms, uh, mushies, golden yeah. caps. Uh, yeah, all kinds. There's all kinds of names. But now, okay, I think we have to explain the Willy Wonka clip. Mm-hmm. Because we had actually, I had taken this clip um, a few months ago, or some months ago, and when we were talking about rebranding the podcast, uh, that was one of the things we were. We, one of the things that was in contention initially was using um, that some, clip, using some of that clip um, as part of uh, what we were what we were working on. And so when, uh, yeah, when it came to uh, this particular topic, uh, it was a no brainer. It was just like, yeah, I was like. Yeah, what what's a trippy thing? And and yeah, you might uh, you, you you might have had to be on LSD or psilocybin or something to uh to appreciate that that scene in the in the in Willy Wonka. That's a brilliant idea. I think we should totally watch that movie tonight after we go off the dance floor. What do you think, uh, mm, boy? We might have to. Will do you that. trip balls and watch Willy Wonka with me? Well, we may be tripping balls while we're <laughs> you know there's all that going on. Yeah, there's right. that. Yeah, but. You know, before we get to all that, we do have to recognize some donations and the fact that this is a value for value podcast. So if you get any value from the ridiculousness that comes out of our mouths, whether we're stoned (laughs) or sober or under any other influence of any particular substance, you can listen at lotuseffect.stream. You can listen live. If you just can't get enough of us, you can listen at lotuseffect.show. And if you want to play along in the chat... You can go to lowseffect.chat and troll us like all of our favorite pedal heads do every week. Yes, they do. And uh, yeah, so let's let's talk donations. So we uh, so we got. Well, we we have to remind people that you know that's not the only way. You know, you can if you are so inclined to you know boost me, bitch. Send some satoshis. That's right. Send some cuck bucks, fiat fun coupons, good old American cash. Yeah, we we like cash, but uh, you, you know, know we don't like. Well, yeah, there, there's that. And except I'm except I'm trying to uh, prepare for something else here that I realized I uh-huh. needed to prepare. for. So, um, you know, got to make got to make sure we're doing all of that. But yeah, you know, the thing we don't we definitely don't want. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, we, we will take your, you know, but we will take your fiat fund coupons uh, through PayPal. Um, there's a there's a we like money button on the front of a Lotus Effect show. Um, yeah, and if you got one of those uh, new newfangled podcast apps that streams Satoshi's, that's great. And if you don't, if you if you weren't like Harvhead who boosted us right as we went live, um, you know that was that was amazing. That um, was awesome. Yeah. So so you know um, so Harvhead uh, yeah boosted forty two sixty nine sats right as we went live. Thank you. Uh, we need to get the live tag all sorted out um, we do yeah and uh, got a monthly uh, donation from 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 nam uh, we love nam we love nam uh, and, we love and, all of our pedal heads and and, and and the naughty nurse and everything and uh, uh-huh. yeah. hello nice that's right how you doing nurse elise that's right and we got so um so he's got he's hooked up with a monthly donation and then um and then you know the in this person who uh I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. Uh, yeah, she uh, decided to boost th- uh, thirty-three, thirty-three sets. Uh, you know. Well, I figured, you know, leading by example is the best way to propagate the formula in the value for value podcasting world. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so, um, yeah. But anyway, if you want to be, if you want to be part of this, uh, this, uh, this, this, this movement, uh, this, this, uh, this movement. Yeah, you. you yeah, know. movement. More like a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh boy. More like. Yeah, that's a potential show title, I guess. But uh, if you want, you want to, you want to be part of this boostergram party. Get a, get a nude podcasting app. Take off all your clothes and get a nude podcast apps.com and and go get a new podcast app that's capable of streaming satoshi so that what's you know that's a whole nother that yeah that's a whole nother show for a whole nother time that's right um so and we have a great refire topic uh, this week what's your favorite cookie um and so if you uh if you are listening live um i, I guess i don't have this uh i don't think i have this uh set up to be to take calls live right now uh, but you could call us at 253-237-3321 and tell us about it um, and, um, you know, you can call whenever you, we're, you know, we're, yeah, I think the whole point is we're going to be doing live calls, but I don't have, I'm not have that set up at the moment or something. Let me. And if you've ever had yeah. an amazing think, edible that has included any magic mushrooms, we'd love to hear about that as well. Oh yeah, we would. Uh, I mean, we, okay. So we I, should I, probably I, tell the little story about the fact that we recently became acquiring or came into a position to be acquiring a chocolate bar with magic mushrooms in it, of which we are having a great time, I will say. We're going to be procuring some more of it in a different flavor, but it was pretty fun for the first time. Yeah, exa- exactly. Oh, and we just got we just got a boost from uh, from Billy Bones. Uh, oh, look at that. 1337. Yeah, Thank you, Billy Bones. Yeah, that, that's right. So we, we, will, we will definitely do that, and we'll link to the... Yeah, that, I, I like I like that that leet sheet, you know, stuff. I like that. That's that's great. Um, but um, you know, this is and, and honestly, yeah, we we're we actually have so I so um, we have a call from last week's uh, thing. We didn't we didn't get the we we missed it at the end of the sh- at the end of the show. Um, so, so I I think we will play uh, we'll we'll play one of these uh, we'll, we'll play a voicemail from last week on last week's topic, which was uh, yeah spirit animal. And if you, by the way, if you want to call in about a, about a previous topic, go right ahead. But we forgot to, we didn't uh, end up playing this last week. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, right. Uh, but we missed it, so we're gonna play it. Well, you wanted to know what my spirit animal was. You would think I would say it's a cat. And on some level it might be. But actually, considering what I do for a living, I would say it would be a chameleon. Because I have been so many different people, so many different careers. I've even changed gender and race occasionally so a chameleon would probably be closer to where my spirit animal would be love you kids bye we love you, Mama T. Uh, love you, Absolutely. Mama T. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that actually is very apt. I I tend to agree with that. Um, so, yeah, we. Uh, but okay. So, um, but again, if you've got, if you want to, you want to call in and have your voice played and and and, and mocked by us, uh, call two five three two three seven three three two one and let Google Translate totally mangle your transcription. One ringy dingy. Uh, yeah, Ernestine's not standing by. Uh, I'll just, I'll just tell you that. So, um, so 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the, uh, the talking about some magic mushrooms here, um, and I and uh, you know what happens. Before, but before we talk about what happens when you take psilocybin, we should probably define what it is and pr- provide some history about how it's been viewed by well the mainstream. Um, just know that in a lot of countries, uh, possession of psilocybin containing mushrooms it's it's been outlawed in, in most countries, and it's been cl- and as a scheduled drug, which is which is a whole. Yeah, in the in the U.S., it's a Schedule One drug. So, um, however, uh, as we get as we get into it, you'll see that there, there seems to be uh, maybe getting uh, away from that uh, uh, designation. At least we can hope. Um, so, psilocybin is a naturally occurring psychedelic prodrug compound produced by more than two hundred species of fungi, i.e., mushrooms. The most potent are members of the genus uh, psilocybe, such as P. azurescens, P. P. seminolidicacia, and C. Pisani. Yeah, I'm not going to try and pronounce those. But psilocybin has it's also been isolated from about a dozen other genres. Psilocybin is itself biologically inactive, but is quickly converted by the body to, to psilocin, which has mind-altering effects similar in some aspects to those of LSD, mescaline, and DMT. And in fact, I've got a, um, I'll play, I'll play a little short clip to exp- just to provide some context on well, how, you know, or a little bit on how thing how they affect you. All of these drugs can cause euphoria, giddiness, paranoia, fear, and they can have a dramatic impact on cognition and perception, including causing a distorted sense of time, altered perception of color and sounds, hallucinations, and profoundly spiritual experiences. Some people even report meeting God, and for some, particular trips rank as being among the most meaningful experiences of their lives. Okay, so um, now, the, so an imagery found on uh, prehistoric murals and rock paintings of the modern of modern day Spain and Algeria suggests that humans' usage of psilocybin mushrooms predates recorded history. Rock paintings in Australia indicate that magic mushrooms may have been consumed there as early as 10,000 BC. And honestly, it's pretty likely we've been tripping for the entire time our species has existed. And and, and uh, yeah, so in Mesoamerica, the mushrooms had long been consumed in spiritual and div- divinatory ceremonies. Six thousand year old pictographs discovered near the Spanish town of Villar de Humo illustrate several mushrooms have been tentatively identified as Psilocybe hispanica, a hallucinogenic species native to the area. Archaeological artifacts from Mexico, as well as the so-called Mayan mushroom stones of Guatemala, have also been interpreted by some scholars as evidence of for for ritual and ceremonial usage of psychoactive mushrooms in the Mayan and Aztec cultures of Mesoamerica. Now, um, you know, so it's, it, it goes back, uh, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of something else we, uh, we uh, like to imbibe, uh, you know, um, something that's, it's been around a long time folks. And, uh, you know, but, uh, this is, it's uh, also all natural. Yeah, that's right. Which kind of makes you, which, which, which actually makes some interesting uh, questions about what, you know, where, uh, you know, how, why, th- you know, maybe why, how some of the stuff is opening up, but, um, but, um, you know, more yeah, recently. Don't get me started right. on big pharma and them not wanting this to, uh, come to legalization either for the fact that it would, it would really affect their bottom line. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. So, 
Uh, more recently, American banker and amateur uh, ethnomycologist uh, R. Gordon Wasson and his wife Valentina P. Wasson, a physician, studied the ritual use of psychoactive mushrooms by the native population in the Mazatec village, Huautula uh, de Jimenez, Mexico. In 1957, Wasson described the psychedelic visions that he experienced during these rituals in Seeing the Magic Mushroom, an article published in the popular American weekly Life magazine. God, remember those? Mm-hmm. Um, Later the same year, they were accompanied on a follow-up expedition by French mycologist Roger Heim, who identified several of the mushrooms as psilocybe species. There we go. Heim cultivated the mushrooms in France and sent samples for analysis to Albert Hoffman, a chemist employed by the Swiss multinational pharmaceutical company Sandus, now now Novartis. yeah, you know, so I guess, I guess the you know I guess big pharma somehow gets involved in this. Um, so in 1959, um, is anyone surprised? Yeah, hands, show of hands. Yeah. So now this is so in, in 1959, the Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman, who uh, yeah he actually created LSD in 1938. He he isolated the principal poly, uh, psilocybin from the mushroom from the mushroom psilocybe mexicana. Hoffman's employer Sandoz marketed and sold pure psilocybin to physicians and clinicians worldwide for use in psychedelic psychotherapy. Although the incre- increasingly restrictive drug laws of the late 1960s curbed scientific research into the effects of psilocybin and other hallucinogens, its popularity as an eth- as an ethnogen, a spirituality enhancing agent, uh, grew in the next decade, owing largely to the increased availability of information on how to cultivate psilocybin mushrooms. There is actually psilocybin treatment in certain places now. It's a psychotherapy that therapists have started using in certain places to help to, you know, with a lot of the mental issues that people face. Oh yeah, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later um, as we we go through this. Um, So, um, so in the, in the 1960s, Harvard University became a testing ground for psilocybin through the efforts of Timothy Leary and his associates Ralph Mensner and Richard Alpert, who later changed his name to Ram Das. I don't know why he changed his name, but whatever. Uh, Leary obtained synthesized psilocybin from Hoffman through Sandoz Pharmaceutical. Some studies, such as the Concord Prison Experiment, suggested promising results using psilocybin in clinical psychiatry. And you know, and unfortunately, there was, yeah, there. There was uh, concerns, and I'm going to put the. I think, I'm sure their concerns are in quotes about the increase in the unauthorized use of psychedelic drugs. Um, you know, because because obviously the uh, the the general public can't be uh, you know can't be made uh, you know or can't be responsible for uh, using things in their own way, right? I mean, it's you know. Well, yeah, all you have to do is look at alcohol consumption. Yeah, pretty much. So you know, I mean, and, and, oh, oh no, alcohol's legal. So you know. Um, so, um, no, that was me commenting uh, on not being, you know, responsible enough to handle substances. Well, well, exactly. But, you know, okay, if you, you know, you can be responsible enough to handle alcohol, you know, but, uh, but not anyway. So, um, so anyway, I, I would, I would say, you know, I would say it was probably, it's probably more like, um, I would, I would call it a competition, you know, <laughs> Um, so, um, but, uh, you know, psilocybin and other hallucinogenic drugs suffered a negative press and faced increasingly restrictive laws. 
In the United States, the laws were passed in 1966 that prohibited the production, trade, and ingestion of hallucinogenic drugs. Sandoz stopped producing LSD and psilocybin the same year. Further backlash against LSD usage swept psilocybin along with it into the Schedule One category of illicit drugs in the United States in 1970. Subsequent re- restrictions on the use of these drugs in human research made funding for such products difficult to obtain, and scientists who worked with psychedelic drugs faced being professionally marginalized. Oh, that sounds real familiar. Uh, having uh, having contrary opinions, it's been uh, yeah, you get shunned. It's funny, funny, funny how that works. So in response to okay, so anyway, beginning- oh yeah, you know, yeah. like we haven't seen a whole lot of that over the last three years with this, you know, scamdemic. Yeah, exactly. So beginning in the two thousands decade, research and anxiety d- disorders, major depression, and various addictions uh, were conducted. Uh, so psilocybin has been tested for its potential for developing prescription drugs to treat dependence anxiety or mood disorders there is evidence that psilocybin and lsd induce molecular and cellular adaptions related to neuroplasticity and that these could potentially underlie therapeutic benefits and tentative evidence psilocybin may have therapeutic potential in the treatment of anxiety and depression so much so that um even the last few years the united states food and drug administration granted breakthrough therapy designation for psilocybin assisted therapy for treatment resistant depression and major depressive disorder a review process enabling the FDA to implement an expedited review if clinical research results for psilocybin use in treating depression are compelling. A 2021 review found use of psilocybin was associated with reduced intensity of depression symptoms. And even with the benefits of psilocybin becoming more and more apparent, you know, possession of, you know, yeah, it's possession of polycybin, poly, psilocybin, polycybin, psilocybin containing mushrooms is outlawed in most countries and is classified as a scheduled drug uh, by many um, many national drug laws, which means that uh, you can't just go down and get it. Um, yeah, so dr- Duncan Shame, yeah, what's, what's that? What's your anyway? I'm watching. I'm watching the. I, I shouldn't look at the troll room. Yeah, no, you shouldn't because it distracts you. It distracts me. So um, yeah, and it's really atrocious that. You know, you can't go and get psilocybin, but you can get fentanyl. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So now that we've got the history lesson out of the way, let, um, do you want, you want to talk we about... We can talk about some of the effects. Yeah. So you, you want to go through this? or I would love to. Okay. So as most know, and those who don't are going to learn, that psilocybin is... It, it's ingested. Or it's smoked. Now, there's a debate over whether or not it can be smoked. Some say it can, some say it can't. It definitely can be made into a tea, made into edibles, and it rapidly metabolizes to psilocin, which then acts on serotonin receptors in the brain. So there's where you get your mind-altering effects that typically last from about two to six hours. Although, individuals who are under the influence of psilocybin... The effects can seem to last longer since the drug can distort the perception of time. Now, I know I can speak from personal experience. Having taken a trip, that time just doesn't exist. But then again, getting stoned, time slows down too. So I guess it's just kind of, you know, how it affects you. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, and um, yeah, this is where the you know, and, and it's um, 
yeah, that work, what does it say? It works by activating the serotonin receptors, most often in the prefrontal cortex. This part of the brain affects mood, cognition, and perception. Hallucinogens also work in other regions of the brain that regulate arousal and panic responses. Um, yeah, that's where having a bad trip comes in. Yeah, which, um, yeah, that's why that's why I think environment is important with a lot of this stuff. Oh, um, it's hugely important to have somebody to babysit you if you're doing it for the first time who's not tripping. That yeah. way, if you do completely come unhinged, you have a you know better chance of not deciding to jump off a building because you think you have five foot wings and can fly. Or some other nefarious shit like picking a fight with the biggest, baddest mofo out there and, uh, you know, telling him you just railed his girlfriend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, uh, and I think it's, um, you know, th- that's one of the things that I, I, I knew before I was going to do, um, you, you know, just, just to kind of a brief digression here, um, you know, um, one of the things I definitely wanted to do even before I started consuming uh, the holy herb in any, in any sort of capacity was I wanted to be in a safe environment or at least not in a, in a hostile one. Um, so it's... Um, I think with any mind-altering yeah. substance, no matter what it is, yeah, including alcohol, yeah. you really need to make sure that you're in a safe space when you partake because shit can go tits up really quick. And unfortunately, a lot of bad decisions have been made on mind-altering substances. I know you all are shocked over yeah. that revelation. Yeah. So, um, and, and yeah, so, you know, and, and every... Well, keep in mind, okay, the effects of psilocybin are highly variable, and they depend on the mindset and environment in which the users have in the experience. So, factors commonly related to as set and setting. So... It depends on the species of or the cultivator of the mushrooms, the dosage, the individual's psychology. Now, some of the common side effects of psilocybin consumption are euphoria, peacefulness, spiritual awakening, derealization, or the feeling that surroundings aren't real. Hell, I've had that on marijuana. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Hell, I've had that sober. (laughs) Sometimes you just look around and you go... This is not my fucking life. Where yeah. the fuck am I? Well, where's that? Uh, you've got, you know, depersonalization or dreamlike sense of being disengaged from your surroundings. So it's kind of like looking from the outside in on your life, possibly. Um, that goes along with the distorted thinking and the visual alterations and distortions. Maybe you're seeing halos of light, vivid colors. I know when I've done LSD, oh, you bet your ass I've seen some halos. And definitely being stoned, I've seen some vivid colors. So I think there's a lot of, you know, crossover in this. And some of the physical effects can be dialed, uh, dilated pupils, dizziness, drowsiness and yawning, impaired concentration, muscle weakness, lack of concentration or coordination, sorry. Uh, unusual body sensations, the, the bad shit, you know, paranoia, nausea and vomiting, confusion, frightening hallucinations those are the that's when you have a bad trip you don't want one of those and yeah. we're going to dig into some of the side effects in in the second half of the show and if any of this sounds familiar to the effects you've had on LSD you're right because LSD and psilocybin have the similar effects on the human body but psilocybin tends to last less as a matter of fact it's a hundred times less effective and powerful than LSD yeah. For a much shorter time, because I know the psilocybin lasts six to eight hours. The LSD lasts 12 to 18. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we've had- really bad. I never thought I'd be sitting here spitting in a mic, having tried all of these particular mind altering substances. Dad, wherever you are, not sorry. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Both of my parents are proud. <laughs> yeah, your fucking parents are probably arm in arm up there in heaven, going, "That's our boy." <laughs> yeah. Look at that bitch. Got him all kinds of. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that, that's that's a show. For, that's a different kind of show where we talk about that. Um, yeah, we're just clowning. In all honesty, you know, this is not something that is done. You know, very often it's it's a once in a while thing to just kind of sit back and really relax and get out of your head. Because anyone who knows Homeboy and I know that we have really active lives behind the mic. You know, his his job is pretty intense. And since I've started doing all the stuff that I've been doing to make a living and still trying to keep up with my family and all the things, you know, and, and most importantly is to make sure that I am fostering a healthy relationship with my podcast partner in crime over here and, you know, my life partner by choice, if you will. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I I, I find myself trying to to add more days, you know, more hours to the day when it comes to all the things that you try to get done. So, you know, when when you're that high strung and, and getting so many things, you know, trying trying to kind of move deck chairs on the Titanic, as you will, mm-hmm. every once in a while you need to have one of those little mind-altering substances to just kind of bring you back to center and kind of, ultimately, it slows your brain down. Because yeah. if you don't slow down, you're just going to keep spinning around aimlessly like a beach ball on a computer. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't need that. Um, so, um, you know, because... One of the common myths is that, you know, it decreases your brain function on psilocybin. That is not at all true. Matter of fact, it will light up a brain scan like a Christmas tree. It actually enhances the connectivity in the vital parts of your brain. Yeah, and, and, and really in all parts, you know, kind of like, you know, sort of everything in your body. It, it just, it, it just, it's amazing what it, what it does. Yeah, like it does. And I mean, we, yeah. I know I can speak from experience the fact that when you're on psilocybin, you're extremely susceptible to suggestion like we were literally laying in bed just kind of tripping balls the other night and phone boy said something about a red and green candy cane and the next thing i saw were little red and green candy canes on the fucking ceiling i'm like are you kidding seriously what the hell exactly um but it's yeah and i I think you know with all this stuff that yeah that's a that's a common myth of it and and, 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 you know is it is it addictive or you know i don't know some people maybe in some people but i don't think it it is so much um but you know some of the benefits i mean and there you know we're going to talk we'll talk in the second half we'll talk about um you know how how it's uh, being you know it's treating depression right because i mean the fda right. recognizes it in the alcohol addiction it's kind of yeah i mean i think when when i was doing some of the research but is on that this, trading one monster for another i mean let's just you know, well, okay, but we that. know we know what alcohol we 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 know what alcohol because alcohol sugar we know what it does to the body, right? right? So it's yeah, so, because we know what it does to the brain. We know what it does yeah. to the whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's so I don't know that you're replacing one from the other, but it's it's just it's so we'll get into some of the you know we'll get into some of the stuff in the second half of the show about it, but uh, um. um yeah, there's and actually you you got here you got cluster headaches. Yeah, I don't I'm, I've never had those, but psychological distress yeah, due, to, due to cancer. Yeah, that actually I that I 
I actually that's uh, that's the case study I pulled for the uh, for the second half. And mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, it's just any anything. It's it, it's just because it yeah because it connect you, and I think it's because yeah all the different connections it opens up. It's yeah, like, it it's, just it opens your yeah. brain wide. Like it's like somebody flipped a switch and all the gates in your brain yeah. flipped open, yeah. and all this flood of just knowledge, information, emotion. It's insane. Yeah, and I mean, heck, that happens to me when I get when I get uh, nice and baked. Yeah. yeah, because it's like because when you add some edibles in with a nice, you know, flour bake. Yeah, that's right. It it really opens up your mind. Sometimes it takes you places you don't want to go. That's for sure. But yeah. you know, I mean, here's the thing: it will help with disorders like OCD and smoking and cocaine addiction. And I mean, I know there's plenty of people, you know, if if psilocybin was legal, I would be like dosing my mom and my best friend like a dealer, like, hey, oh, get your psilocybin, get your psilocybin. I got psilocybin over here because I hate the fact that they smoke. Yeah. You know, it's it's a disgusting, filthy habit that, you know, is ultimately going to end up killing them. And, you know, many other people that, you know, are near and dear to me. So, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. if, you know, a little trip kind of, you know, gets you through the day with uh, not having to pick up that cancer stick and infect your lungs and whatnot. I'm all for it. Yeah. So And the OCD, yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably dose the hell out of you. Yeah. I've seen you clean. You're amazing. Oh, boy. Well, but no, seriously. Like, it's not... I don't think it should be demonize the way that it has yeah, been i don't think it and we'll yeah we'll get in i don't th- i think it over i think we'll i think we'll start seeing it be legal not you know not, not growing tomatoes legal but um well and that's but, the thing though but why the hell shouldn't it okay just in all honesty why should we not be able to go out there in a cow patty field and just pick some of these beautiful mushrooms take them home dry them up grind them up or do whatever, you know, put them in a tea, have a snack. I don't care. Put them in your dinner. Wouldn't that be some shit? Walk out to the cow patty, grab up about a basket full of psilocybin mushrooms, come home, wash them, slice them up, put them in your spaghetti sauce. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Mom, what'd you put in dinner? The cat's dancing. The cat's dancing. This is, okay, so... um I think uh, I think we are now down to the point uh, we are at the toast and jam segment. I, I did not. We are unfortunately we do not have the cavalcade of stupidity again this week, folks, because Sir Rev Cybertrucker is really going through some shit with his audio. Fuck Windows. It's been hell for the man. His mic shit the bed epically, and thanks to Metis, uh, I guess he's going to be up and running no time at all. But yeah, so for right now, you know, unfortunately. We, we don't have a cavalcade of stupidity, but but you know, but, but, honesty, you know but you know what? But we could, but you know, we can all, stupidity. you know, but what we can do this, we can, you know. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck, fuck Joe Biden. All right. Anyway. Actually, I just got a message right in from Sir Rev Cybertrucker, hot off the wire. He has a double ear infection. He's miserable. So karma to Sir Rev Cybertrucker. Yeah. Okay. I got. I got. You know that that really sucks. I knew. Yeah. He wasn't doing well the other day. He had had some problems, and he thought that it was getting better, but apparently not so much. So if he can hear me, despite his double ear infection, and I will message him I'll I'll give him. I'll give him the. uh, I'll give him the goat version. You've got (laughs) karma. Yeah. 
I bet he's screaming like that fucking goat too because <laughs> I know ear infections are, are very painful. Yeah, but exactly. the offer is still open if he can hear me through that horrible ear infection and I'll message him later that, hey, I'll still do an ear candling for you. It will get rid of that ear infection. No, I guarantee. Guarantee. All right. So, so we, yes, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to skip the cavalcade of stupidity this week and, and just go into our own stupidity, which would be the toast and jam segment. Um, so, um, you, uh, so we start, we, we start the toast and jam segment with, uh, with it's kind of the fun stuff that's been going on in our life this week. Uh, so mm-hmm. you got a couple of tales from Rideshare to go through. Yeah. Uh, so I had a four pack that got in my car and one of the guys sat up front. We had a really great conversation. And from the back of me, which of course it's dark because it's an evening and everybody's going out to have a good time. I hear the most smoking hot, silky, delicious English accent coming from two lovely folks and we had an amazing ride a great conversation it was so nice to have this couple from north london in my ride share because i absolutely adore hearing that accent i could i could listen to my friend ian from leeds england read the phone book and never be bored i'm gonna come precisely like as soon as he started speaking i had to shift in my seat because all of a sudden i had a man chubby yeah i should say a girl chubby i mean you know depending on how you girl chubby uh, girl chubby <laughs> all right so oh gosh yeah that, yeah so um yeah there and then um and then you got to you got you got a the other one you had was a cfo i did i had a cfo from a, an app development company and I thought it was cute because he had just gotten a bonus. And we and we were talking about tech and him being a code monkey despite being the CFO. And the cost, the basement cost of starting up uh, to get an app is like $100,000 with his company. And once you start adding all the extras and whatnot... It you know elevates to two hundred plus thousand just what? To, yeah just to start this app yeah. so that's pretty excessive so the bonus that he got he said he was taking his wife out for lunch and a movie which I thought was sweet midday so yeah there you go but it gave me it gave me an interesting insight because the companies that he deals with he was talking about that these are companies that make a billion with a B so a hundred thousand dollars is like a twenty to you and I. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, so, but um, yeah, that would have been a, that would have been an interesting comp- uh, person to have a conversation with if it, if it were me. But uh, well, I also had yeah. a guy who said that he knew someone that had been at the January sixth Capital thing. Oh, there you go. Because he's from, I'm trying to think where he said he was from. He might be from like Maryland or something. I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head where he said he was from. But he said that um, the FBI was like pounding on his door because of the fact that he had had communication with this person. He's like, what the actual fuck, guys? Yeah. So I, I wasn't yeah. in D.C. just because I fucking know somebody who was there. She wasn't even at the fucking, you know, Capitol when they, you know, did this and that. But she was close enough that she did tell him some interesting things and that which we all have been accused of being conspiracy theorists about. I'm looking there at yeah. you there, Podfather and JCD. Yeah. yeah, you guys are absolutely fucking right. Not that you needed some little pissant podcaster like me to tell you, but first-hand boots-on-the-ground report from someone who was at the January 6th 
that it is exactly what you all have been saying it really was. Yeah. So Trump 2024, come on, get on that train, y'all. Woo woo. There you We're go. Going hard. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, so um, yeah. Then okay. So then then we've also got um, our life as a sitcom is what I have written in the notes here. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this stems from being in bed the other night and. We were, once again, as we usually are, bay a ached like a cake. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wish I had, and I wish I had, I wish I knew we were going to that, uh, um, because I would have, I would have had it. Uh, uh-huh, uh, I know, you don't have the being baked like a cake clip, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't. But that's okay. Because the, the story behind that is that Phone Boy and I have talked about, maybe jokingly, maybe a little half-hearted seriousness, that our life is like a sitcom. And I was particularly high the other night and had sat up and made the comment to him that this is one of those moments in life where I feel like our life is a sitcom. And as if right on cue, a siren from the local fire station, EMS station, blasted, scared me so bad I tried climbing the bedroom wall backwards and... We just evolved into uncontrollable laughter. Like, there it is. That just proves that our life is like a sitcom. It's almost like we are living a true life Truman show. Oh, no, no, no. It gets better. Do you want to go with the stuff that happened? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well. So, um, then I think this, at some point, I think we we were talking to your mom on the phone. And... We were. And, um... And I think we were, you know, I don't know what we were doing, but, you know, we were, we were tripping balls. <laughs> we were tripping balls. Yes, we and, were. and I, and for some reason, I think I, 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 I had moved my arm and I, 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 I oh yeah, I, you accidentally had bumped, bumped my face and I was making a joke. I'm like, I mean, he's over here hitting me. He's over here hitting me in the mouth. Yeah. Well, but then, and then I, and then, cause your mother was on the phone. I said, well, there are some things I won't say with your mother on the phone. Right. Which of course my mother then proceeded to completely destroy. Uh, I think it was the next day or something like that. She said something while she was on speakerphone. And I'm like, well, I guess that went out the window. Yeah, exactly. So of course, then the story had to be told of exactly what it was that Mr. Pure and Innocent over here had actually said. And I said, well, her mouth was in the wrong place. That's what he said. You got hit because your mouth was in the wrong place. <laughs> that was the direct quote from Phone Boy. Yes. Dirty old man. <laughs> yes, that's me. Oh, but then did did we also got Tigger somehow too, right? Cause yeah, I can't remember how the hell we got I, her. Yeah, well, anyway, the, but yeah, the, we um, are usually <laughs> getting our friends when we're on the phone because they're always just not expecting us to come out with some messed up stuff. Which <laughs> by now you would think forty six years my mother has known me, and at least twenty years I've known Tigger. So at what point, ladies, do we figure <laughs> out? Do not ever be surprised. I. By anything that comes out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. Um, this, is, but we, we, yeah, our our life is. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, oh, weirdo posted something in the chat. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that. That was that was fantastic. Um, yeah, um, and yeah, um, let's see. We um, yeah, we bought Halloween costumes. We did, and I'm very excited because for the first time in I don't know how many years. Yeah. I actually was able to purchase Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Now she now she's seen it. There's she's seen it, you know. God damn it, weirdo. Yeah, that Okay, so 
<clears throat> back to focus. Yeah. I, it's been Yay! years. Yay! Precisely. You guys, <laughs> screw you, weirdo. <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't usually look at the troll room, and that is exactly why our yeah, exactly, but, feed the troll yeah, during you, a short but, time. I mean, yeah, but you this were, is Toast and Jam, so yeah. fuck you, Sir Pemrose. <laughs> we can let the trolls win occasionally. Yeah, let the trolls Love win. Love you, mean it. Yeah, let the trolls but win. But yes, for the first time in way too many years, I've actually been able to buy a Halloween costume at Walmart, and I'm very excited. I will actually post pictures of me in it the morning because Halloween actually falls on a Monday, which means I'll be working rideshare. And I'm kind of excited to be dressed up and doing my thing because I have such a good time doing this job that I've often said I don't think it should be legal to have this much fun and still make money at it because, you know, I'm doing it with my clothes on and all that jazz, which if I wasn't doing it with my clothes on would definitely cut into my profit margin because people (laughs) would probably be paying me even more. Here, put them back on. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Um, yeah, and I, I got, yeah, I, actually, this is the second time in probably, well, I don't know, probably since I was a small child that I actually got a Halloween costume. Last year, I was a, last year, I was a, a, a Jesus type. Uh, I love the pictures of you as Jesus. Like, you would turn me to Christianity if you were Jesus, because I would worship at your altar every day. Uh, uh, well, they already do that. I don't need, I don't ah, need details, technicalities, details, those things. things. Yeah, exactly. So, so, okay, let me make sure I got this straight. So, you're telling me that's not a mask you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my oh my <laughs> anyway so um so yeah the, i got i got a i got a scream ghost thing you know that off the off the off the shelf at uh you know walmart for just have have something when you know i don't know if we if we go do something this year um with the- even if we don't in all honesty and actually so, all right, guys, we were supposed to do a hayride and pumpkin picking last week, and your girl Phoenix kind of booted it because I couldn't find a place because the place I wanted to take him, which is, you know, relatively close to us, said it was permanently closed. And Rev Cybertrucker has told me before that doesn't necessarily mean it. It could have just been closed that day and some jagoffs put, oh, it's closed permanently nah, in the Google search or whatever. So long story short, we're going to actually go check it out tomorrow. Yes. And well, and, and also, actually, we know it's there because we've seen signs for it around town recently yeah like as, recent as recent as this week well as recently as like yesterday yes yeah so so we're definitely going to go check it out and we'll report back next yeah week. that's right so we're, we're gonna go do that um yeah uh i also checked out I, 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 i'm not ashamed to say i'm a i'm a i'm a thrift store shopper i mean i grew up nothing going wrong to, with that i i i, I went i um and I went to uh, I went to the flea market all the time growing up. Uh, I haven't been to the flea market here, but uh, um, but I did go to the new. They they did open a new uh, Goodwill uh, here in our in our little sleepy hollow here, and uh, so I went in and uh, you know and I and I. I wasn't sure what I was going to find because, you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of hit or miss what you get in a Goodwill. I went through, I looked through some of the electronics or whatever, and you know, they had, uh, you know, they had a few things, but uh, I didn't, I didn't buy any of that stuff. But I did buy, uh, I did, I did buy, I, I actually bought a Rodney Dangerfield uh, album, like it, like a, you know, like vinyl, which you know, it's totally cool. Um, but um, what actually the reason I wanted to bring this what was up was because so. Um, there's something I left behind. There, I've, I left when I fled the uh, Pacific Northwest. I left a lot of stuff behind. There's a few things I, you know, I, I asked for. This was one of those things I, I, I didn't, and I and 
and you know and honestly i i figure i'm not getting anything back from that um i'm hope i'm just at this point i'm just trying to get my uh you know um i don't know be able to be able to get my life <laughs> you know or you know know that i know that uh you know the rest of the, i can yeah i can recover from my stuff i mean this but this was uh this this little um ditty from the universe um was kind of interesting. So one of the things I left behind there, there's a there's an there's an encyclopedic dictionary uh, set that my dad had gotten me. Um, and, you know when I was I forgot whatever year it was, but it, it was some years ago. Um, and um, and I and and I'm going okay. You know who knew I was going to be in a situation where I'm like okay I'm I'm going through the store and I find and I and you know they've got they've got a small section of books in the back and so I'm looking through and I and I and I find those dictionaries and you know and it's and it's it's kind of weird because I, I i just stopped i'm like i hadn't seen those dictionaries you know probably anywhere like you know since whatever and so of course i immediately had to go buy them um and um you know and 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 you know, I, I bought a couple other things too i think i bought a new shirt and you know whatever and it, but but this was the universe telling me that you know it's something that a friend of mine had told me a while a while back he said you know with this with this divorce um you can you know you can make more money you can things can be replaced and it eventually ends right and you know so far he's been right yeah and that's right and this was this was the universe reminding me that i you know that that yeah that those things that i've left behind can in fact be you know a lot of them can be replaced and Mm -hmm. you know what i'm i'm totally cool with that so yeah even though like yeah it was funny i went to go look up psilocybin in these dictionaries you know that that i bought and i don't think they had it in there but yeah it's okay i mean it's a bit of their dictionary they're they're from the 80s i mean you know i don't know um so yeah but i mean what's the odds of you having found that fine in the new Goodwill store in where you live. Yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, exactly. So um, the odds on that are better. I mean, any Vegas odd makers would take that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's more vinyl in our future. Well, that's true because I just happened because you know that's what I do. I found the Hotel California LP original pressing that Phone Boy has wanted that. Last time we went to McKay's, um, they wanted an ass ton of money for it, mm-hmm. and he opted for the Desperado LP. Mm-hmm. Well, I just happened to have scored the LP for a steal. Mm-hmm. I can actually look and see, because yeah. I have to remember exactly how much I paid for it, but yeah. I know I got it far yeah. below what the mckay's store had wanted yeah exactly i think yeah yeah because you said like 14 bucks or something is what you told me yeah i think so i'm i'm such a dork like Mm -hmm. because i have all this stuff Mm -hmm. yeah you know floating around and whatnot right well that's yeah so i mean yeah i mean okay no even better that's what i thought i i got it for nine dollars plus like 350 shipping oh wow that's that's amazing yeah i got a steal that's that is a steal So, so excited so um all right, so the other thing is I actually went to the farmer's market without you this morning. Yes, I wasn't feeling, you know, 
top of the heap today. Yeah. So yeah, they were. Yeah, I I, I went around and handed her business cards out to um, the folks. What did what? So okay, y'all. I haven't even heard this story, so I'm hearing it for the first time with you all. What was the reaction to handing our business card to oh, our the, friends? Oh, they oh they they appreciated it because that's yeah because I mean uh, so our, our our friends at Debell because I because I'd handed Felicia the uh, you know one of the cards we were talking about because uh-huh. I'd bought I'd I'd went over to say hi to her and get and give her some of the a cart and I'd give her the the you know the, yeah the, the jar. cardboards. And yeah, stuff so she, too. yeah, she, uh, yeah, she gave me a couple bucks off of the honey that I bought. Hey, yeah. there you go. You know, so we got that. Um, now they nice. took, yeah. So talking, but um, yeah. So they were, yeah. There was like, yeah. Now we can listen to the podcast. Uh, the uh, I actually bought out the humming. The so when I went over to Hummingbird Hill, uh, they only had three onions left. You I, bought Hummingbird Hill onions. Yes, oh, I score! I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm because so excited. yeah, we didn't. Yeah, so this is yeah, this Yay. is yeah. We we decided to save something for the you know something uh, live for the show. I I, <laughs> uh, I bought three dozen eggs from the Casey Farms folks. I did uh, notice yeah. the eggs in the yeah. Fridge. She uh, she said uh, if you guys hadn't come by, I would I would have probably texted you and find out if you guys were okay. I know it's been a couple of weeks yeah. since we've been to the farmers market, but you know what? That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, um, and and I did stop by. I did stop by Grace Hill. They, I think the the husband was there. We should have the the layered candles next week. That we <gasps> squee. Yeah, okay, so. so I will. I yeah. will um, factor I think that next, into the budget. Yeah, exactly. So, um, awesome. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I spent some time this week in uh, both Grinder House and, and Breaking Bread Coffee House. They seem to have adjusted their hours, um, but uh, you know, trying to. This is one of those things. It's like, yeah, you know, do I? I can I can buy coffee anywhere. I, I get it. Um, you know, or I can or I can drink it at home. But it's just being out in the world, and unfortunately, like, yeah, it's you know, it's that whole you know, come out of your cave every once in a while. My favorite yeah, troll. Exactly. So. Um, I'm being forced to come out of my cave. I, I probably should tell that story. So my son needed me to bring him to his orientation two days this week, the latter two days of the week. Yeah. And it meant that he had to be there for 645 Eastern. Reminder, I live in Central. I had to get up at 330 both days. What? Yeah. The the amount of exhaustion my body exhibited by the time it was all said and done. I don't remember a lot of last night. I know... I went to bed at some point. Yeah. Don't know what time it was. And I know I threatened to throat punch anyone who woke me up this morning. And guess who woke me up this morning? Phone boy. And he got throat punched. What? <laughs> very, very gently, mind you. Because <laughs> I would never harm my sweet phone boy. But yes, it was, oh God, that sleep was glorious. I was so tired. And the thing is, I'm still going to be up, not that early, mind you. Uh, But I am going to have to get up. Probably at like four to be able to go and handle my obligations five at the latest, mm-hmm. you know, right? Because, well, yeah, no, but not you'll, even but you'll like get I've used to it. Up. I mean, it's like anything else. So, yeah, ultimately, <laughs> long story short, is you know, I'm having to get on a schedule because my son is working and I'm helping him with a ride. But you know, at the beginning of the year, when I revamp you know, yet another chapter of my life, everyone's going to have to figure out what they're going to do. So they've only got a few months of no. me before I have to go hasta yeah. la pasta. Hasta la pasta. So let's, um, okay, you know what? We have, um, let's, we got voicemails. We have voicemails. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so the, some uh, people so, were nice enough to call in two five three two three seven three three two one and tell us what their favorite cookie was. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk about our favorite cookies uh, after we get folks that talk about ours. This is uh, this came in from Friday, and I don't recognize this number, so we'll see. I know. 
uh, I was looking through No Agenda uh, Social, saw your request for calls, and uh, figured I'd call in. Well, I got a little cold going, and uh, I sound like Larry Blightner. Uh This is not Larry Blightner. This is actually Ned Ned. That's uh, how bad my cold is. And I sound like Larry. Uh, my favorite uh, cookie is white chocolate chip uh, macadamia nut. Uh, just a perfect cookie. It's got the flavor that you want. Uh, you know, unless we're talking about uh, my second favorite cookie, which would probably be Snickerdoodle, uh, which is very good. Got that cinnamon flavor. Uh, freshly baked. They're delicious. Chocolate chip is a uh, perennial favorite, but I think these offshoot cookies that we don't have as much are uh, much more enjoyable uh, to eat, to enjoy with whole milk. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Keller. Yeah, I have to agree. You got to have ice cold milk with the cookie. Yeah, you know, there's, there's yeah. So I, I remember. Is it, is, it, is it scary that I remember the ads from the eighties? That said, you should that you should have your cookie with with an ice cold glass of milk. Yes, it's extremely scary that you remember that. Yeah, I don't know why they call it a snickerdoodle, um, but um, so we got um, so yeah, to so to, to break, to break like, this truly. to break this up a little bit. Uh, so what um, so what is your favorite uh, type of cookie? Well, you know the fact that I don't eat sugar anymore. Okay, so, well before know. okay before Boo, hiss. yeah, but before you know my my all my, as we say you know in my other life. I would put a pretty a pretty solid hurt on some oatmeal chocolate chip or oatmeal butterscotch chip cookies. They call them scotchies, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I make, and I will be making them for Christmas this year. So if my kids are listening, yes, mom's going to make her famous ginger snaps. So, you know, there will be actual debauchery in my kitchen. There will actually be grains and sugar in my kitchen this year um, to a very limited Degree, I will tell you. I'm making my cinnamon rolls, I'm making those cookies, and I'm probably making like pumpkin pie, maybe cherry pie, because somebody loves cherry pie. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. Right. But, of course, it's a very limited amount, because we don't eat sugar and grains, and after the holidays is over, and we're done putting life into living, we're going to be back to behaving and eating as clean as a nun's asshole. Yeah, clean as a nun's ass. I think we've already used that as a... Um, I think we've already used that as a show title, so we can't do that again. Um, all right, so um, all right, we're gonna play. We'll play this. Uh, we'll play this next voicemail. I think we should. Yeah, we should. Let's play it. My favorite cookie is the ones that I used to make for your dad. I got the recipe off a bag of Nestle's Toll House white chocolate chips. I cannot tell you how many batches of those things I made. Those cookies are the reason I got a stand mixer for Christmas our first year together. I told him if he wanted homemade cookies, he was going to have to buy me a mixer. And he did, and it's been a good one. That's all. Bye. Okay, so wait a minute. She never actually told us what exactly the cookie was that she liked. She just said she got the recipe off the back of the well, white but chocolate it's, chip. Pro- it's, prob- it's probably whatever the Toll House, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's whatever is on the back of okay, the Okay, so if anybody knows what 
And and I know Mama T is in the chat. What in the hell is the cookie called? Because now I'm curious about this. I haven't bought a lot of white chocolate. Chips yeah, well, white, we, we know we, we know white chocolate chips are just fucking sugar. But anyway, yeah, they're just sugar bombs. They, oh, all yeah. chocolate chips are sugar bombs. Not pretty much, yeah. Um, but um, okay, so my favorite. My favorite cookie, since we're going to, we've got one more voicemail. You to, can't list my Laguna Mystery as your favorite cookie. Uh, that, I'm just saying. that. Okay, that's that's my favorite coochie, which is a potential show title uttered by... Uh, Sir Bambers. Yes, exactly. That, that's, that's a different... That's a different kind of cookie, um, but we will. But uh, dear, have you never heard that joke? Uh, uh, a probably little, a little girl is holding a chocolate chip cookie and crying, and a little priest comes over and says, "What's wrong, little girl? Did you get hair on your cookie?" She said, "No, I'm only five. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> going to hell for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I'll see y'all there. There you exactly. Um, so so anyway, the um, no um, there. Are, I, I've got a number of potential favorite cookies. I mean, I, I could do the Oreos, but that's that's the that's the hot okay, fresh garbage. Go but. with a cookie that, like, if I was going to bake for you, what would you say, honey? Make me this. It's my favorite cookie. So we got a couple potential ones: uh, macnut cookies. Um, oh, psh, yeah. gee, wait. Who's surprised? Yeah. He lived in Hawaii. Show of hands, who's surprised? Phone boy likes Mac nuts. Yeah, phone boy likes Mac nuts. But uh, I would um, no. But I mean the other. But the other one. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think of it. You know, the other one. Um, I like those little. I like those little jelly cookies. You know. Oh, the the shortbreads with yeah, the jelly in yeah, the center. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The the Knott's Berry Farms cookies. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, those fucking things are addictive. Yeah, exactly. But those aren't a homemade cookie. But I will tell you, yeah. I do know mm-hmm. of a cookie, a jam thumbprint cookie. Mm-hmm. They also have um like you make a shortbread right. and you cut a um I think they're called window pane cookies or something like that. Yeah. Where you take and you spread jelly on one side and then you cut like a heart out of the center of the one that goes on top, they're a sandwich cookie and put jelly in them. And they're all pretty and shit. Yeah. Just saying. Well, there you go. Then, uh, yeah, Ned, Ned says if disappointment was a cookie, it'd be oatmeal raisin. Okay, I want... You know what, Ned? Ned, you just totally uh, have to call in and tell us why regret is an oatmeal raisin cookie. Because I don't hate an oatmeal raisin cookie. I'm not going to lie. I want to know why this is di- disappointment. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you do call in, it's 253-237-3321. Uh, that would be what the number to call in. Um and uh, yeah, so we uh, we do have one more voicemail. It looks like I, I recognize the. You never note. tied yourself down to what your favorite cookie was, by the way. I, I, I gave you, you two. Around. I gave you two. That that's it. That's what you're giving me is a split between the jam cookie or the thumbprint cookie, yeah. if you will. Yeah, that's and what, the Mac nut. Yeah, that that's what I'm giving you. You're giving me Jack and shit over here. Those are two cookies that are very hard to make. I want you to know. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you, I, you, I have I have high fucking standards. Oh, is that how it is? You have high standards. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, sir. You know. Yeah, where's the clip? I, okay. I'm going to come. <laughs> That's not the one. That's looking. That's looking for the Chris Farley. Excuse me. No, that no, that's uh that's oh, no, it's Lottie freaking die. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's okay. All so, right. God damn it. We need to get back to focus. Okay. We have a second half of a show to do. We're trying over here. Okay. We're going to 
We have one more voicemail to play. Yeah, we do have one. Let's more. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we're going to play it. Uh, it's Saturday. And I'm laying on the guest bedroom floor for a few minutes. Uh, we got her family coming over, so it'll be like 16, 18 people, extended cousins, and, or not extended Holy cousins, shit. but cousins and little ones and whatnot, so just get in, the, get in the backyard ready, so just a good old time. Anywho, and I was like, well, I gotta leave a vocal mail for Phoenix and Fumble, of course. So my favorite cookie, um, let's see... Probably just something, I don't, I don't have a favorite, I really don't have too many favorites of things. I mean, we could say the black and white cookie, look to the black and white cookie lane, the answer is in the black and white. Uh, probably something chocolate or peanut butter, you know? I mean, oatmeal raisins are good, not like my favorite or nothing, but you gotta know it's oatmeal raisin, cause you know, many a times have we been tricked. I feel like there should be like a Chinese proverb or something, you know, or whatever, but. When you're tricked and you think it's a chocolate chip and you bite in and you're like, oh, it's good, but it's not a chocolate. Uh, but yeah, something probably peanut butter or chocolate or whatever. I mean, homemade definitely the best. Uh, my sister-in-law and my, my, actually both my, two of my sister-in-laws and my wife and stuff that make good cookies, so. Anyway. Well, since we still got a moment, I remember back in the day my, uh, buddy, he was listening to the, um, what was it, uh, Kid, kid or not, uh, man, like it on the name, where it's like, I did it all for the nookie or whatever, but I guess he, at least he told me that he, his mom was asking him about the lyrics, and and he's like, no, mom, it says they did it all for the cookie, the cookie. Anyway, yeah, um, the dude with the backwards red cap, I'm blanking right now. Anywho, all right, well, I love you guys, and, uh, Stay dangerous, of course, and uh, just been hanging some lights up outside so we can uh, view our food, because that might be nice tonight, and I uh, hope you guys are having fun in, uh, in the, man, I always forget the sour, the, the lotus, I don't know. Anyway, so, kind of spacey right now. All right, and uh, of course, whether it's light or whether it's dark, whether you got an oatmeal raisin or a chocolate chip or macadamia nut, whatever it be, you still got to say, Kaka! Yeah, I guess. Stay dangerous, yeah. Mr. Crystal Battles. We uh, love you, man. Yeah, so. But here's the thing. Uh, okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a rant I, incoming. Okay, there's a rant incoming, but I've got to, I've got to acknowledge some, uh, I got to acknowledge about four potential show titles in the, in the transcript. Of course we do. Uh, Chinese proper, cookie the cookie, blanket right now, and then flower the lotus. Got it. Okay, anyway. Flower the lotus, I like it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we love us. Some all right, so rant, so rant incoming there. All right, here comes the rant because I'm listening yeah. to the chat talking about how oatmeal raisin is such a disappointment because you think it's chocolate chip and you bite into it and you're like, oh, it's raisin. I've what? never looked at a fucking chocolate chip cookie and an oatmeal raisin cookie and not being able to tell the difference. What is wrong with you fucking people? Oh, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I get there's, 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 you know, I, I wish there I, is a marked difference in oatmeal being in a cookie. And not in a cookie. Yeah, well, it's, it's, as a baker, I am offended. Okay, well, you know, I, I think there's only one clip I can play. John C. Dvorak, day. Except you're not JCD, but you love JCD. I'm not JCD, but I'd like to play with him <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> 
You, you know that's why I played that, right? Hello, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, exactly. No, you need to play me some JCD. That way, you know, I can have a good evening. <laughs> Jeez. Later. Play, play, play me a little, I don't know, phone boy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. Anyway, so. Um, it's not my fault the trolls are hangry. Yeah, you the, know that, right? The trolls are trolls are hangry? Oh, boy. This is, yeah. this is, this is one of those kind of shows. I, I guess we have to give some troll food to the trolls. So. You know, given the centuries of history of using magic mushrooms as part of religion or spiritual ceremonies, it makes sense for scientists to eventually wonder why that is. Or maybe they're just looking for Pig Pharma's next nut. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, that's a, that's a potential show title. Yes, it is. And in 1962, Walter Pankey ran the Marsh Chapel experiment at the Harvard Divinity School under the supervision of Timothy Leary, where graduate degree divinity student volunteers received psilocybin. Almost all the participants reported profound religious experiences. And one of the participants was religious scholar Houston Smith, author of several textbooks on comparative religion. And he later described his experience as the most powerful cosmic homecoming I've ever experienced. And in a 25-year follow-up to the experiment, all the subjects were given psilocybin described their experience as having elements of a genuine mystical nature and characterized it as one of the high points of their spiritual life. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and and, and I think, uh, you know, we can talk about our own experiences uh, a little bit, uh, you know, closer to the end, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, um, but yeah, I think there's uh, there's something to be said for the experience, uh, you know, well, it remains to be And it's different seen. for everyone. Yeah, it is. You know, after a long drought in formal studies around psilocybin, William Richards and Randolph Griffiths... Uh, Roland. I'm sorry, Roland. I I can't read. I think I'm getting old. I need new glasses. Yeah, well... What? What? Exactly. Roland Griffiths from John Hopkins University were the first of many to get a green light and funds to resume the rigorous psilocybin studies. And they began their project, which was funded by the National Institute of Drug Abuse, where Panky had left off with the mythical experiences and their effects on the mindsets of the healthy not, 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 not mythical, mystical. Oh, mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, but, I'm illiterate tonight, despite uh, the fact that I'm sober. Yeah. Um, yeah, they wanted to know what would happen to the moods and the psychologies of, uh, of healthy volunteers. And they wanted to know what would happen to the moods and psychologies of stable brain people who ingested psilocybin and what those changes had to do with any spiritual strangeness that might occur while they were under the influence. The men noticed in their work that many cultures have centuries old histories of using hallucinogens, a legacy and tradition, what researchers are now beginning to respect rather than dismiss as because, you know, just because they're not uh, Western. Uh, they're, they're not, they're not modern and they're not Western. Um, well, that sounds a lot like the um, holistic healing that, you know, we try to subscribe to. Yeah, exactly. And shamans and medicine men of yeah. old who for years were using natural medicines like psilocybin to, treat different conditions yeah um now their first endeavor was essentially a more rigorous updated version of the good friday experiment which i think we talked about earlier um um in in a in a or maybe I, no, I've actually I think I do it. I think I talk about it a little bit later. Um, so in the double blind study, the scientists gave thirty six volunteers psilocybin in one session and a placebo during the next, or vice versa. When when stimulated by the chemical, a sixty one percent of the subjects had a complete mystical experience that satisfied all of the criteria. Uh, one participant later told of a con- conversation with God, who appeared as a gold as golden streams of light, uh, assuring them that everything that exists is perfect, even if their limited corporeal self couldn't fully understand that. More than a year later, two thirds of participants 
Friends ranked their trip in the in the top five most spiritually significant moments in their lives. Now, I, I'll talk a little. Now, I want to stop and um, talk about it. You know, some of the experience I have, even without necessarily bringing mushrooms on board. But um, mm-hmm. you know, there and I've made this comment before. Is sometimes I get enough. I get enough of the green goodness in me. And yeah, I can feel the vibration of the universe, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, and it is is, is you know is is kind of um, you know, for me is as kind of weird as it feels or you know whatever. It's like yeah, this is you know this is the power of the universe that's that's flowing through me, and it's like and, and you just realize that it has has so much energy, and that's that's what's it. But um, yeah, and, it, and that happens, you know. That happens, uh, you know, if I get enough of the of the green goodness, that's uh, that's all it takes, right? Yeah, so can you imagine if you have a full-on, you know, God-seeing trip? Yeah. You know, you, you had a tiny little microdose. Can you imagine eating about, you know, maybe six or eight pieces of that chocolate bar? You're going to see God. Yeah. Well, I have that feeling. Yeah, I mean, and that's, um, you know, but... Um, you know, and this is, and, and, you know, and so we kind of went through this whole, you know, that we went through, they went through a period of time of about, you know, sort of, you know, f- um, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, you know, so it went, you know, 30 something years without doing, um, you know, with, without any like real research being done on the, on the stuff. And so. No, because uh, they just took and saw yeah. in the 60s yeah. what was going on with people ingesting the yeah. magic mushrooms. And they went, yeah, we just don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to actually look at, if there could be t- potential benefits, all we see is these people literally chasing dragons. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I mean, the reality is, is that this is that, you know, as we start getting into, you know, the, I mean, given, given what we talked about, about depression, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, um, that, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's something to, uh, there's something to this. Yes. I, I agree. I, yes. And I don't know anything, but following this tiptoe, um, this tiptoe toe dip uh, back into mysticism, the John Hopkins group can continue to investigate the, the links among psychedelic spiritual episodes and the quality of life. In a follow-on from 2011, the majority of participants had complete mystical experiences which produced positive changes in, in, ad- er, in attitudes, mood, and behavior that stuck around long after the compounds were metabolized. In a study the same year that looked into pers- personality traits, people who had it had a mystical experience, scored much higher for openness after the trip than they had before. The transformation was larger than adults, who were normally cemented in their ways, normally make over decades of natural maturation. And that's what I'm saying, is that, you know, the the marijuana, the psilocybin, the LSD, they unlock doors in your mind, and those doors don't always close again when the trip's over, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's those. It's the connections that happen in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know. That's you why may, I said when you look yeah. at a brain scan of somebody who's tripping balls on psilocybin, that shit's lit up. Yeah, I, I yeah, and it's beautiful. Well, not well, and it, it, and it, it actually makes you wonder what would happen. Like this is a theory I was just thinking about. What would happen if we dosed, if we microdosed grandma with Alzheimer's, or grandpa with Parkinson's? With a little silly Simon. What do you think would happen? Think it might improve some shit? Couldn't hurt. Mm, that's true. Looking at you, medical community. Yeah. Well, Fuck and, you, pig pharma. Yeah. There, this And this is where we get to, um, you know, we talk about this is where it's starting to maybe get into the, um, you know, the, the mainstream starting to realize that, hey, maybe this stuff's worthwhile. And, you know, it, it still may be pig pharma's next nut, right? But it, but at least it's a, um, but. Uh, you well, know. you also know what happens when you start screwing with big pharma's nut. 
they get pissed That's and right. they come after you. They deplatform you. They, you know, they make you look in the medical community like you're a quack and de- well, and decredit you. Yeah, well, and then until they discredit you. Yeah, until they uh, until they realize the science was wrong. Yeah, and then they fire Fauci. Yeah, well, there you go. So, um, yeah, the um, so I wait. I have to say this. So I actually had a writer who, when I hypothesized that the reason Fauci is retiring is because they gave him an option, either retire or we're going to rub you out because he's become a liability with all the shit that he said and then had to recant and made the CDC and all of the NIH and all of them look like a bunch of horse dicks. I think there's something to the fact that they, uh, you know, they, they kind of gave him a little back backroom ultimatum. Just saying. Backroom ultimatum. There you go. You know, but that's, um, you know, you got to, this is a, that, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean, that's usually what happens. It's either die or be killed, you know. Essentially, you know, the the government does not necessarily work on subtlety necessarily. They they do a lot of backroom bullshit and it's, you know, it's some, some real, under the table whisperings that no one's supposed to know about but those of us who are not bought in and who are awake not woke we get it you know us no agenda producers we understand what's going on and we follow that the narrative is horseshit and and don't pay attention to it that's right and i'll tell you what getting away from that m5m it really helps with depression because one of the areas that the johns hopkins group investigated was depression And in 2016, they released the results of a study showing that a substantial majority of the people that were suffering from cancer-related anxiety or depression found considerable relief for up to six months from a single large dose of psilocybin. Yeah. And the group reported that the psilocybin decreased the clinician and patient-related depressed moods. And the anxiety and death things, you know, the anxiety, the death anxiety, it increased their quality of life and their life meaning and optimism. So basically, it helped them to realize that, hey, you know, yes, ultimately I'm going to die, but I shouldn't have to sit and mope with my head in the sand for the days that I have left. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and honestly, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you look at the, you know, the numbers, it's like, um, you know, even even six months after the final uh, session of treatment, about eighty percent of the participants continue to show clinically significant decreases in depressed mood and anxiety, with about sixty percent showing symptom remission into the normal range. Eighty three percent reported increases in well being or life satisfaction. Some sixty seven percent of participants reported experience as one of the top five meaningful experiences in their lives. Here we see that phrase again, and, and about seventy percent reported the experience as one of the top five spiritually significant lifetime events. So there's something to this stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the study grew out of a decade of research at Johns Hopkins on the effects of psilocybin in healthy volunteers, which found that psilocybin can consistently produce positive changes in mood, behavior, and spirituality when administered to carefully screened and prepared participants. You know, again, set and setting, right? Um, right. The study was designed to see if psilocybin could produce similar results in psychologically distressed cancer payments. You know, pay- I patients. have, I figured this out. There is a way to regulate this particular thing where the fda could or the sorry the um yeah the fda um or dea or whoever the fuck is regulates this they could actually legalize it 
all you would have to do is have a tracking system where like, okay, so all of y'all who have ever gone to a dispensary, you have to scan your ID when you go. It's under the same idea that if you scan and the dose is not allowed to be any higher than X, you know, you have to input your weight and input, you know, the computer will tell you how much of a dose to be administered and you're not allowed to go like hopping from dispensary to dispensary because you have to, you know, swipe your ID. That computer is going to flag it that if you've already been to a dispensary and bought your dose for the day or whatever, you can't go to another dispensary and get another dose. Ergo, you're preventing the OD. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that was when we went through the Colorado dispensaries. I, I yeah, so... Yeah, but it's not just the Colorado one because when I went to the Michigan one, yeah. I had to swipe and yeah. whatnot. So, I mean, I'm sure the trolls can weigh in, yeah. those who have gone to the dispensaries in their legal states. Yeah. This is just how they do it. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, okay, I'm not, you know, Sir Spencer, Dame DeLorean, don't get on my tits, honest to God. I'm not about the government having their hand in weed, psilocybin, or anything like that. But in the regulation of, Let's just face it. Okay, some people don't know how to moderate. If they did, we wouldn't have so many fat fuckers out there. So in that regard, regulate a drug that you can have a good time, you can open your mind, it has really good benefits, but it needs to be like the shit that is OTC that's killing people. The you know, the yeah. the uh, the Vicodin, the Roxy's, the Hydro's, you know, this is all legal. And this shit can kill you if you take too much of it. Why can't we make psilocybin the same thing where we can small, my, you know, we can microdose people and make it where you're not going to overdose because the government has put in place, you know, a, a system where you, you can only get so much a day. It's kind of like the... um what do you call it? The, the clinics, the um, the methadone clinics and yeah. stuff. Right. Well, I, and I think, yeah, I mean, they could do that, but it's that's that sounds like work. And no, they, no but that would also, you know, again, that would open that would open up to, uh, um, or that would, uh, I don't know, that might take them off drugs that uh, are much more profitable. Yeah. There's, well, there's yeah. Okay. So I understand that pig pharma is never going to go for that because of the fact, again, it's you know busting their nut. Yeah. So exactly. So, yeah, I um, yeah. There's some discussion about what the states. Yeah, you have to show ID, but it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a different process. And from Washington and Colorado, right? They just right. they just want to look at your ID. They don't actually. I don't think they take it or anything like that. And put know. it into a computer. Yeah, I don't think whatnot. they. Yeah, because in yeah because in Colorado you have to have a um, in order to do any in order to buy anything you have to um, um, yeah you that they have a database to make sure that you get only so much a day or whatever the or whatever the limit is. So. Yeah, well, yeah, because of the fact also, they, I, I think also they check because people could be trying to buy medical, and yeah. if you don't have a medical card. Right, exactly. And they also have rules, I know, in Colorado that um, if you're an in-state resident as opposed to an out-of-state resident, there's amount differences. Yeah, Out-of-state sure can't get as much as in-state can get. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I assume that's the case. Which, in my opinion, is kind of shitty because if you live in-state, you can fucking go to the dispensary as much as you want and get as much as you want, you know, day after day or whatever the hell. Um, whereas if you're out of state, it's like, fuck, man, I can only get this much, and I don't know if and when I'm going to be coming back through. It's kind of shitty. Exactly. Just well, saying. So. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, 
Now, I, I do have a quote to, to sort of finish this off, right, as far as like the depression stuff. Uh, there's a quote from uh, one of the guys. That, so I talked about Roland Griffins before, and he said, before, okay. before beginning this particular study, it wasn't clear to me that this treatment would be helpful since cancer patients may experience profound hopelessness in response to their diagnosis, which is often followed by multiple surgeries and prolonged chemotherapy. I could imagine that cancer patients would would receive psilocybin, look into the existential void, and come out even more fearful. However, the positive changes in attitudes, moods, and behavior that we documented in healthy volunteers were replicated in cancer patients. Yeah, and yet, they won't even consider making it a treatment so that maybe it doesn't have to be such a miserable experience to know that you're fixing to fucking die from a horrible disease. Yeah, why would we want to make that any easier on the poor people who are experiencing it? Yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, there's. Well, sh- you know what I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah well, I've got this. Yeah, there is that too. There is that too. So, um, and yeah, and I think I think so. I guess this is the this is the part where we talk about our own experience with this because, uh, yeah, we uh, we did get to we did get to partake of some recently. Um, but we did, and we're going to be procuring more, so we'll be able to actually report back more effectively on our own experiences yeah so yeah we will and i think it's a but uh we'll we'll, we'll have a much we'll I think we'll have a much higher dose to uh to play with as it were um yes yeah so um yeah i mean it's it's kind of weird because my initial because exp- when that was the only thing that was in the system it was um yeah it was a little bit intense i think for me i mean it was kind of a yeah you're not supposed to yeah. um do that on an empty stomach. That's, you know, kind of like, hey get a yeah. clue. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody is calling you, or that's an alarm. Oh, okay. There's yes, an alarm. That is, that is my notification that I need to check on something. Oh, okay. I, I see. Well, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, yeah. So honestly, if you're going to try it, I mean, yeah, you want to be, you want to be careful and be in a safe environment and don't necessarily do it around people you don't trust because, um, yeah, um, the experience can be a little bit disorienting. Um, I certainly, for me, it worked better when I, uh, when I combined it with some holy herb to kind of mellow it out a little bit. And, um, but, but yeah, there's lots of what there, uh, you can get it. In, That's the best way to mellow. Like, truly, if, if you drop acid or you eat shrooms and then you smoke, it actually mellows that high. Yeah. So, because it, my kids were completely shocked at the fact that I could drop acid and still sleep. They were like, how the fuck do you do that? Oh, we can't sleep. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys, but like, I'll smoke and then I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And I sleep. I may not stay asleep for long. And then other times I can sleep through the night. It just depends on how active my brain is. Because the first time I ever dropped, we were living in the tent. And the tent, the design on the ceiling of the tent, Mm. it kind of looks like if you've ever seen um, like a comforter or something that has a button pattern. Yeah. That's kind of what the ceiling of this tent reminded me of. So it was like being under a gigantic fluffy comforter in my mind. It was quite interesting. Mhm. There you go. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, but uh yeah, the the um yeah, um of course I'm thinking back to, you know, like we were uh yeah, the uh 
what was being projected on the ceiling was uh, was interesting. I wish I would say. Oh, the other night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, but I think we've actually gotten to the end of this uh, topic. I think that we have too. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm so fucking over this. Yeah, you know, and uh, I guess uh, we end it. Uh, we end this uh, program a little something like this, uh, maybe like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Just the pedal heads. We Just can make it heads. if we try. Just, Just the pedal heads. You and, and I. I.